0: I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Lise, also known as the artist A80, and she's going to share her album, The Grieving Project. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you so much. It's really nice to be here.
0: Well, I got your information through an email, and I thought this would be perfect for the show because, as you know, my show is called Get the Funk Out.
1: Yeah. And I thought,
0: oh, the grieving project. I mean, more people needed to hear about this.
1: Yeah, so I have been living with a rare chronic illness. It's a progressive muscle weakness disease called dermatomyositis. And basically, without you know going into a lot of detail about the actual disease aspects, the, the main thing to take away is that for more than 12 years while I've been living with this, while I've been creating music, songs, albums, musicals, even a memoir. And I actually had a summit that I spent a year creating this last year and held for 1800 participants to help them thrive with chronic illness. But through all of this, I forgot to grieve. Mm. And that's, I'm pausing there because I really think that that is a powerful observation and realization. Right. And maybe it's that I didn't recognize that I even needed to grieve because it was an illness. It wasn't something like losing a loved one, you know, where you think that you immediately, you know, having an uh, affinity towards the the stages of grief, you know, you go through that, but with sure. an illness, it isn't something that you necessarily think about that way. Right. And It's, you know, I thought about this as an opportunity both to heal myself and also others living with chronic illness and their loved ones, Mm -hmm. because it's this opportunity through music to heal others who may have also forgotten to grieve. I love that.
0: Music is so powerful, as you know.
1: Absolutely. Right. And, And it was one of those, I think that now more than ever, right, while there's very unsettled times. And when hope and healing are so necessary on so many levels that we all need to thrive. But first, we need to grieve. And you know, that may be our illnesses, that may be our losses, our transformations, our unwanted changes. You know, this is intended initially for folks who are living with chronic illness. But what I realized is that I went through this, the recording process, and even some of the writing and all of that during covid we actually recorded this at the end of june mm. so that's very recent and also mm. you know it means that these crazy unsettled times informed the project and they actually shaped the project we yes. would have had a totally different project had we not lived through this you're right so i want to recognize that because it also means that the people who are listening Any, you know, anyone who's going through grieving right now, and the people are grieving losses from, you know, anybody who's out of work, right people, exactly people who've contracted and had to deal with COVID people who've lost people from COVID, Mm -hmm. even just the whole change in our world, you know, pandemic, opportunities, identity. So in some ways, all of those the heart of the emotions that's happening under grieving is the same, whether yes. it's illness or pandemic, right? right. Yeah. So that's, that's what uh, some of the background is. Now, what it is, is that the grieving project is a, a powerful spoken word musical audiobook. And it really is all of the tracks. I think there's 22 are all, Spoken over original musical compositions. And that's what makes it very different, too, than a lot of audiobooks, because that's it's, it's more of a, a music album, except right. that it's spoken. And in it, so four characters that have four different chronic illnesses plunge through 14 stages of grieving and thriving. And it's, you know, basically they use, uh, I call it an emotional orchestra. To take us on a, on a journey from surviving to thriving. So, you know, the grieving project basically sets the stages of grief to music. That's what that does. Beautiful.
0: Absolutely. And what a positive thing for people to focus on as opposed to every, anything else they're dealing with right now that's bringing them down. It's so uplifting what you've done.
1: Well, you know, thank you for that. It's, it's uplifting, but it's also, so to me, I would think that it would be effective for me. Like I know that there's an impact if a listener is just has an open heart when they're listening Mm -hmm. and allows themselves to feel whatever comes up and sit with that. Because, you know, what I said, there are seven stages of grieving and seven of thriving. So I adapted the stages of grief based on some people know Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She is sort of the um, person who's penned the original five stages of grief. And a lot of times people refer to that. And so I kind of adapted made seven out of it. And then I said, I'm not content with that. I'm, you know, usually a, a half a glass half full person, I need to see that positivity, I need to keep going. Right. And so I took, you know, and and created seven new stages of thriving. So when you say uplifting, yes, what I've wanted this journey to be is, you know, going from surviving to thriving. But as we all know, grief is not linear. Grief no. is, a, a, you know, a, a twisting, messy process where we it revisit, is all of these stages at any point, you know, we could be yeah. thinking we're through the depression or the anger or the shock. And all of a sudden something sparks and we're right back there. So, you know, what, interestingly enough and beautifully also is that this project wasn't just about the audiobook. It actually extended to multimedia, which means that the artist who actually designed the album cover, she deals it's with. beautiful, by the way. I love it. Thank you. I hope people will get a chance to see it. But the album cover is this sort of spiral and messy and chaotic. And when I first saw this painting from Jasmine Raskus, who's the artist, I was immediately taken and felt like, wow, this really embodies my project. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't content with that. She she lives with a chronic illness called EDS, and so she it's. It's Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, and so you, you can look up what that means, but in yeah. essence, um, it's, it's both neurological and progressive, and um, it's given her years and years of debilitating mm-hmm. um, issues over time, but she has turned to art, and she's an amazing, beautiful painter, and so when I saw this, she, she wasn't content at that being the album, she wanted to infuse herself somehow to make this album project. And so what I suggested and we came up with is she'd paint her grief. So she actually painted 14 paintings what? that I'm not kidding, 14 <laughs> individual paintings to represent each stage of grief. And then she shrunk them to integrate them into this original beautiful painting. So Amazing. if you notice, it, it's also something to check out. I'll give you a link, you know, okay. for your view, your viewers. My brother. But yeah, and um, they can see these all these small pieces are actually her stages of grief. And what I loved about that is, like I said, it was this it crossed between just the audiobook and then also, you know, That's making gorgeous. it something. And then one other thing that was really nice is that I also have a partnership with an organization that is near and dear to me. I live with a disease called dermatomyositis, and I partnered with the myositis um, support and understanding. It's MSU. And so 50% of proceeds are going to MSU and they're also helping to reach hospitals and health organizations to get the word out and share the project so that we can really get it to the people who may most benefit.
0: You bet. Oh, sounds like this is just so timely on so many
1: levels. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, even my own experience, uh, the whole idea of allowing myself to feel mm-hmm. after all of this time because I really had gone from diagnosis. So the worst of mine, I didn't really describe a lot about my background at all. I'll say I'd like to know have,
0: about your background if you'd yeah, like Yeah, of
1: course. So I said, I'd been living with this disease for about 12 years. And the worst of it for me was in 2010, I had a big flare that resulted in me having no ability to move my muscles. So I was in the hospital oh for about a month. And then I had to go through full rehab where I had to relearn how to stand, how to sit, how to uh, walk, mm. and then eventually had to play and sing again. And so out of this was, you know, a lot of, you know, Uh, rehab kind of practices. And um, it was the the lowest point. And I really turned to creativity. I just threw myself at it. And I created, as I was saying, musicals and songs and all these things, which was really beautiful. But it was also a way for me to, I I learned later to sort of hide behind this artist persona, instead of allowing myself to experience what this really felt like so when I went back through the grieving is what I'm trying to say is it was that opportunity to really allow myself to feel
0: so let me interject something so what you're trying what you're saying is is and I'm sure a lot of people do this is you weren't going through the pain through the feelings you were jumping into something else to divert your attention
1: Exactly. And I'm not saying that that wasn't a positive for my spirit uh, and nurturing for for my mental, like all of it. I'm not saying that. But what I also realized recently after the summit, uh, because I was interviewing different alternative practitioners, and I had a conversation that really blew my mind. And that was that I was focusing so much energy on the physical realm. Like if you think of our our whole selves as four realms like our physical our mental our emotional and our spiritual yes so much of my journey has been on the physical because partly western medicine you know they give you pills mm-hmm. for helping your body they give you therapy for helping you move and be more mo- you know mobile they you know and things to help your energy and stamina like everything is on the physical
0: mm-hmm. but that
1: doesn't negate and, you know, the rest of your realms and your whole, your whole body and your wellness, you know, whether for my summit, it was things like mindfulness and meditation and yoga and nutrition and diet and, you know, all these things. And the reason I even raised this is that this actually sparked part of what I ended up doing with my stages of thriving in my project is after going through all these experiences, it was like, Oh, you know, things like awaken or express or rejuvenate, you know, which were Mm -hmm. my kind of themes and titles for how to go along that, that process of thriving. Yes. Uh, So that's, I guess, you know, to come back to it, it's saying I went right from diagnosis and all of that into directly into like the practice and the management without, going through that stages of acceptance and feeling and all of that. And, you know, we, some of us are going to do that because it's like, Oh, we just want to keep going. We just want to live our lives, you know? Sure. Yeah.
0: But you know, it's, it's interesting because I always talk about how important it is to focus on your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember my friend died. It'll be 10 years this December and I was devastated and it's why I started this show And I'm not over it and I can admit that, you know, and that's okay because I feel like no one can tell you like when or how to get over something or through something you have to just take small steps. But what I did was I thought, oh, I'll go exercise and I'll make myself feel better and get in shape. Well, I injured myself because I had such emotional pain. I was ignoring the emotional pain and I hurt myself and I, then I ignored it again and again. But I love what you're saying because we can't ignore that. We have to move through. I mean, it's great to do other things. It's so important. It gives us positivity and optimism, but we yeah. do have to deal with that emotional part of us.
1: Yeah, and, and for me, I, I don't like, just like many of us, I don't like dwelling in a negative right. space. Anything that makes me feel those feelings that I don't want to feel. And what I've learned from this is that it's not that you don't feel them or you are Pollyanna-ish or rose-colored glasses-ish about Mm -hmm. it. What meaning for me that you ignore or suppress, it's that you can allow yourself to feel, but just don't dwell there. I agree. That way you're, it's uh, the best way. I think when I had thought about this it was like yes and You've, that's something a technique a lot of times in music theater improv right <laughs> it's a yes and it is that my body may not be able to get up today I feel weak or you know I, I'm, ha- I'm experiencing some weakness and the sun is shining that's good I'm in doing an infusion right now and I'm in a hospital where I don't want to be and my dog is sitting right here with me going through this experience so I can have some sense of calm and mm-hmm. relief, yeah. right? It's, it's both, right. both are happening. And I, I've kind of realized that, that you don't have to have this one or the other thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing I was going to say is that there was, there was something really neat that sparked the project. And that is during the infusion, I have a video and I'll share a link to it. It's called Keep Shining. And it shares in an animated form my story and my struggle with disability and with illness and the hospital and things. And then it also goes to recovery. And when I shared this with a nurse, she told me that through music, I can help patients get in touch with their own feelings and be able to access parts of themselves that they may not be able to. And that stuck with me. And that's partly why I said, you know what, I want to be able to share my emotions so that it helps me heal. But I also want to empower other people to grieve because that can help them deal with their loss around illness and transformation. And that really is why the Grieving Project happened.
0: The impact you could make on people that have illnesses right now is tremendous. I mean, think about that. I mean, I, I, my first volunteer job was in a hospital as a candy striper and meeting all kinds of different people, all different ages. And and some are so sad and so lonely and they're wallowing in their diagnosis. Mm -hmm. They have no positivity. And, and then for you to like pull them out, you know, and have them recognize their pain, but also the music touches them tremendously. That's huge.
1: Thank you. And, and I just, that's what I hope. I just hope that this can be something where sometimes it's really hard to put into words how you mm-hmm. feel. And especially mm-hmm. if you're in support groups or such, and people are talking about their experiences and, and feelings, sometimes yeah. people aren't gonna open up, but those people might be able to get opened mm-hmm. <laughs> through music.
0: Yes. And well, you, you know what it's like to some degree to be in their shoes. Absolutely. I I know (laughs) I'm a singer songwriter, you know, and and here I am. And here's my music. You can empathize.
1: Absolutely. And even in the project, I had said I have four characters that I created Mm -hmm. the three other characters that are going along with me on the journey. I reached out to people who have authentic experiences with illness so that they could speak to these characters with authenticity. And, and coming from those experiences. One of them, for example, is David Francisco, who was paralyzed in, I think at the age of 16 or something, it was in 2016. Okay. Uh, and, or might have been his uh, late teens, but he was paralyzed and then ended up, uh, you know, uh, coming through and, and persevering and recovering. Now he has an album, he was on uh, American Idol, he's written a book, etc. And so he can really speak to pain and that's you know one of those things that I thought about when reaching out was I want people who who know this so that when somebody else is listening that is what comes through yes
0: that's beautiful anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with
1: well uh if you have listeners who are dealing right now with all kinds of uh, unsettling times. This isn't just for COVID. This is kind of my ways to awaken your muse. So a lot of times people say, I don't have a creative bone in my body. How can I become more in touch with my own inner artist or my creativity? So I just have a couple of tips if if you have time for that. Okay so the first one to me is unplug just get off the computer yes um meditate move around whatever it is but get off the computer because we do have you know so much screen time and more screen time lately Mm -hmm. Uh, go on a little adventure even with you know social distancing and masked whatever it is change your physical environment if you can if you can't get out of bed or you know you're you're dealing with um low energy Find another place in your house, you know, go by a window that you're getting the sun in. Play, so don't edit and don't judge yourself, just do something for you it has don't have to share it you just draw or doodle or play music or sing just do something that makes you feel joyful yeah. and try something new so if you like cooking try a new recipe if you like gardening try you know gardening something or if you can't you know you don't have the energy like I said do something online like a virtual museum I did the the Louvre and you know experience the, the virtual it's really interesting you know uh, of course Uh, taken, you know, things like read a book or watch a movie or listen to a podcast. I mean, there are things that you can still be nurturing yourself, even if you're not actively doing something. Definitely. You know, and then also, to me, it's whatever uh, sparks your joy, find what sparks your joy. And if that used to be, you know, going to museums, then again, you know, doing something online or photography, you know, taking something that you can still do so that you can somehow still have touch with what's happening. Yes. And
0: getting into that flow state is so important. So like you said, playing an instrument, drawing, writing, that mental vacation can happen at home. Right.
1: Absolutely. And for people who are living with illness, it's a way to get like get yourself away from that for a little while. It doesn't mean it, you know, your illness goes away, but you don't have to be, you know, stuck in that darkness if you're in that flow state, definitely. And also the last one I would say is gratitude. Always mm. just expressing gratitude in whatever ways, whether it's a journal, whether it's mental, some, something that you do as a practice, because the more gratitude that you have, the more you're going to see things open up for yourself. You're just, you know, instead of, like you say, instead of playing that victim mentality or yes. being so bitter about everything, you're going to yes. realize that, you know, other people at one have it worse and your life could be worse too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also tell people now's the
0: time to call or write a letter the way they used to do in the old days to someone to thank them. Maybe it's a teacher and say, you know, hi, I was thinking of you. I I appreciate what you did for me. And this is where I am now. And I'm thinking of you. That's so
1: lovely. And you're right. So many people have more time now to do things like that. That's beautiful. Yeah definitely and i also i wrote a book uh, and i published it it's called a light in the darkness transcending chronic illness through the power of art and attitude when did so it come that out? 2018 fantastic so, yeah and so that also will give you uh different ways to um be kind to yourself and you know you uh, basically it gives you not only life lessons but it it shares some of my story and journey and then inspires you in different ways
0: that's amazing so,
1: Could you give your website or people can find out more about you and your music? Absolutely. So the grieving project itself, you can find on alightinthedarkness.info and then the grieving project with dashes between you'll have a link but in general it's on a alightinthedarkness.info and you can click on the grieving project you can also find it on amazon audible uh, audiobooks.com kobo you know places where audiobooks are sold uh, and those those are going to be the best ones and then get in touch with me through facebook and twitter and i also have a new insta i think it's 80 insta so i'm new on that okay uh, but mostly <laughs> facebook and twitter
0: fantastic I want to thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.
1: Me too. This is great. And I love your energy. And I'm so glad that you continue to, you know, have these opportunities for sharing and for being able to have this conversation. Thank you. And remember, don't forget to grieve.
0: I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lise.